Welcome to Exit 425. I'm Steve Ray. Our mission here, current affairs information and education that goes where you want it to go. Find the podcast on Apple or Spotify or many other services and find video on YouTube. Content is also on Facebook and Instagram. Today we're going to the election of September 20th and the first candidate to speak with Exit 425 is Patricia Conlin of the People's Party of Canada. Patricia, welcome and thank you for joining Exit 425 today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to this. Patricia, you're an accomplished person. What drew you to be a candidate for this election in this riding? Are you a resident and what is your history in Durham? A couple of great questions. Um, yes, I am a resident in Durham. Uh, we've been here for a number of years. We moved into Durham, uh, myself and my late husband. Uh, we purchased a car dealership, a GM dealership in uh, the community and ran that for a while. Um, and uh, myself, been very active involved in the community uh, with my children and the schools and soccer and extracurricular. Uh, you know, the, the, one of the main reasons I was drawn to this is uh, because of the level of frustration I had with some of these uh, COVID policies and having looked at facts and data and witnessed a lot of harm, I was reaching out to MPs and MPPs and school uh, principals and trustees and I just wasn't getting any answers. And I was even talking to nurses um, who were worried about losing their jobs, but were confiding in me that some of the things were way off track. And um you know, and so I decided I, I, I had to step forward and uh, go into this political arena. I've had, you know, I've had a very successful company uh, more than 20 years. I've worked in the business sector. I've run a company with staff around staffing and uh, recruitment, a recruitment firm, and expanded into leadership training over the years and coaching and transition services. So I, I know the corporate sector very well. I know people. I've worked with people from all over the world, people have come to Canada, new immigrants with incredible skills and uh, in all of these sectors as well. So I've gotten, gotten to know people and tried to learn a little bit of each language as well. Um, I'm also a registered holistic nutritionist um, and I've written a book. I've, I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I speak internationally on a number of topics um, regarding success and health, um, a number of soft skills topics, and I've become certified as an emotional intelligence trainer, what that means is really using your left and right brain, understanding the importance of uh, your, your emotions and how to manage them, how to interact with people. Um, you know, emotional intelligence is a, a, a buzzword now, but being used to assess future leaders, um, you know, things like critical thinking, creative thinking. I train companies on these skills, um, developing inner resilience, all of these things. So um, my background is diverse. I've worked in business sector, but my focus always has been and my personal mission statement is helping people live healthier, happier lives. And when I saw that the current policies were doing the opposite, uh, in many cases, I felt I needed to step up. And, um, you know, I've had a background in negotiation. I've gone through ups and downs with businesses. So um, it was just something I felt called to do. And and here I am. <laughs> That's great. Uh, your leader, Maxime Bernier, has a lot of experience in government and politics, but stepped away from the Conservatives, one of the big three parties to form the People's Party of Canada. 
with an emphasis um, focusing on principles. And you can see that as the, the mission mm -hmm. is to offer Canadians a real principled alternative to the corrupt establishment parties, which rely on pandering and vote buying schemes to further their interests and those of lobbyists rather than those of the people. So what made you want to associate with Maxine Bernier and the PPC? And why is the PPC the right choice for Durham and Canada? An excellent question. And uh, I'll try to, to make this concise. I have been a conservative uh, supporter most of my life. My parents were conservative, voted conservative in the past. Um, but when I, you know, I've obviously I've reached out to uh, Aaron O'Toole many times over some concerns, no response. It's something echoed throughout this riding. Um, so no response. But the, the, the real reason I've decided to run with PBC, and I do believe this party is here to stay, it's the fastest growing national party in Canada. It's the only party that has Canada first policies, sovereign Canada. It opposes a globalist agenda. And the, I think that's really critical for people to understand. And it's really the only true conservative platform. When you look at the, the conservative platform, it's actually uh, closely aligned with the liberal platform and a lot of the policies that the liberals are um, talking about which really go against our constitutional freedoms the conservatives are supporting they support the carbon tax and ppc does not um, you know they support um, the paris accord they they support the un all of the issues um, that they that the liberals support the conservatives seem to support um, to a large to a large extent and so i determined uh, you know, talking to a lot of people, learning about the PPC platform, respect for all and some of the values that I hold, that it is it is an excellent party. It's the best party for Canadians in the future. It is being um, misaligned deliberately because it is the only party that had the courage to stand up and say no to a lot of the, the uh lockdown mandates, which caused statistically more harm. You had suicide increased. You had uh, drug overdoses, domestic violence, even youth, mental health issues just skyrocketing. Even for the first time, we have uh, suicide issues for our youth because of these um, mandates. And only the PPC stood up and said something is wrong. When you have doctors and scientists and um, health providers silenced for speaking out, and the national parties, none of them are opposing these measures only the PPC then you um, you have to really think about what is the agenda here so I've admired the courage uh, the platform itself putting us into a position where we can uh, live responsibly um, you know fiscal responsibility opening up our oil sector responsibly instead of um, you know, we are a resource country and we do it better than almost anyone um, and just living the sort of the common sense platform. So there's there's a number of areas where uh, when you look into the PPC platform, it's conservative, it's fair, uh, it's just and it, it, it really upholds our constitutional freedoms like no other party does. A practical reality about getting election campaign promises put into place is having the people to get things done. How well equipped is the PPC to get things done? That's a great question. And we actually are quite pleased that we have 
uh, coverage across Canada. I think almost every riding uh, we have a candidate running now. So that's a that's a huge uh, improvement. And over the last, we are still a young party. We've grown far faster than, for example, the Green Party. It took you know many many years to get to uh, percentage. And uh, although the polls seem to be wildly uh, ranging, we had and it's hard to know what's uh, what the actual numbers are. But at one point we were number two in Western Canada next to the Conservatives. And um, in Ontario, I saw a recent poll that had us over 8%. And in some ridings, uh, the PPC candidate was clearly number one. So, I mean, it's very hard to um, trust the polls at the moment. Um, and, you know, look at what they predicted a, a victory for the Liberals for the provincial election. It was a landslide for the Conservatives. So, I mean, we have had an amazing um, amount of uh, support because it's, it's an excellent platform. And I think conservatives are realizing that it's the platform that they, they think is the best for Canada. Why isn't the Conservative Party of Canada having this platform? People from the NDP are coming to us because they are, why aren't we looking after um, people's jobs and focusing on all of the issues around jobs, job security, manufacturing in Canada. And we have liberals who are saying, you know, why are the, the liberals are supposed to be all about constitutional freedoms and it's the exact opposite. It's the PPC standing up for freedoms. So we have this amazing amount of support from all different parties, uh, former uh, people who support coming to us. We have um, an amazing range of candidates, all dedicated, smart. We have teachers, we have former you know, myself, business owners, people with great skill sets coming for the right reasons across Canada. And uh, Maxime is an excellent leader. I mean, his stamina to go out. He meets with people uh, all across Canada, truly cares the issues that are important. He's not afraid to speak on them. And, you know, he does have, an, uh, you know, as a lawyer, an excellent background in the Conservative Party. So I think he has to be on the national debate. There's no reason uh, to exclude him. Um, you know that really, that really, that that's that's a key point. And I just read something today with one of the papers um, that was misaligning him again. It's very unfortunate. The man is um, has a lot of integrity. I think uh, more so than uh, any other I've seen, and has a sincere interest and in doing the right thing for Canada, which is something I also haven't seen from the other parties. So I think we're well equipped. I think we're going to do uh, far better than predicted in this election. And you're going to see PPC in government. And every single uh, person who is represented as an MP in government will stand against the uh, current measures that have caused more harm than good and stands against the vaccine passports and mandates. Absolutely. Okay. So on a couple of, uh, you know, key things that I highlighted when look, looking at your, your party's platform, uh, you've touched on a few of these, but first of all, the environment, um, talking about uh, walking away from one of the um, global accords. Um, the comment on the platform shows ending alarmist approaches, but then also at the same time, encouraging oil and gas development and supporting probably was probably is a better term supporting uh, can, um, Canadian oil and gas development. How do yes. those things mesh? Yes, it's a it's an excellent question. And just on on this one point, 
um, which, you know, could cover a lot of time in itself and can be very hot, controversial for people. I just want to say a few points. Um, as you know, I am a registered holistic nutritionist. I've done micro farming, all about you know, nutrition and healthy soil. Um, the food we eat um, is connected to our, our health and the environment. And when our soil is depleted, um, it's not absorbing the extra carbon. Um, right now we have in Canada regulations that allow for toxic chemicals to be sprayed on our food and that, that's, that goes into our soil and sterilizes our soil. And this is important for everyone to realize if we could, um, and some countries are fighting these um, you know, toxic chemicals like glyphosate. They're working on other techniques of farming like regenerative farming. The reason this is so critical and I wanna mention it to your audience is that if we can work to reduce and then eliminate some of these toxic chemicals, our health will improve, our soil, which is critical to our future, will improve. And guess what? All that extra carbon can be absorbed into the soil and would be turned into nutrient-dense food because with sterile soil, we are having nutrient-depleted food. It is that cycle to break that is actually easier than we think. And it starts with honest regulation of the toxic chemicals going into our soil. If we can improve the soil makeup and make it healthy again, that'll absorb all the extra carbon. We don't need these carbon taxes. I do not claim to be an expert on how these uh, carbon taxes are implemented, but I do know there's a lot of mismanagement and Canada is already very heavily taxed. What we need to focus on uh, in terms of the climate, and in my opinion, according to our party, is actually doing something to clean up the air, the soil, and the water. You know, why do we have uh, reservations at this point? It's it's just the word is, is hard to, to articulate politely, but having water that's not drinkable on you know, reservations. I mean, that, you know, what is going on that we can't clean up the water? There's some, there's some real issue that needs to be resolved there. So our, our platform is focused on the toxins in our environment, working to eliminate them in our water, soil, and air, um, and ending the, um, you know, this, this, you know, they're, they're even discussing uh, climate lockdowns. I mean, at that point, uh, we have to say enough is enough. People have been harmed uh, very, very much by a lot of the lockdowns for COVID. And the, the statistics and the facts to debate that are coming out very clearly. Um, but when it comes to our climate and our environment, I think we all have to have open minds. We have to look at real solutions that focus on the level of chemicals going in. And when it comes to oil and gas, when we're importing from Saudi Arabia with all their human rights violations and not you know, working with our amazing responsible Canadians, I think there's an issue there. So there needs to be dialogue in around how we can uh, do that effectively. I know I had a call with a major manufacturing company and they're saying we just are not there yet with the infrastructure for electric vehicles. And to say we are 
isn't isn't accurate. So we will have an, a need for oil and gas. And hopefully, as we uh, move forward, we can do it incredibly responsibly and invest in other green technologies. There, you know, people tell me that some of the green technologies are actually quite detrimental to our environment, you know, using child labor, you know, all of these things, uh, some of those um, ingredients and, you know, the windmills and how efficient is it? So we have to have an honest dialogue with scientists who have the correct data in around our, vir- in our environment. And number one, um, listen to each other, work with facts, and actually clean up the things uh, that are impacting our human health, which is all of the toxic chemicals, from my point of view. Um, out of respect to your time for now, um, I, we talked about it earlier, about the possibility of maybe a a part two. So yes. um, if we could just address one more thing sure. in part one, um, yeah, you touched on the water issue in, in the uh, First Nations of Canada. And uh, uh, one of the things on your party platform in terms of highlighting the party's position, ideas about um, uh, Indigenous issues the term mutual respect. So what does that mean? And and just fill that in for us. Yes. I mean, that's another excellent question. I have enormous uh, respect for our first nations. And I think, you know, the, the, they really are the, the keepers of the earth historically. And I think we really need to work together um, in Canada um, work out fair a relationship for everybody. Uh, it's it's it could be um, you know something that really um, benefits everybody over the long term. Right now, um, you know it, it's hard it's hard to, to have conversations on certain topics. So I think opening up the dialogue, showing mutual respect. You know, myself, I've I've approached um, the First Nations in my community multiple times. You know, to get together to talk to talk about issues, and I think it all comes starts with having open, honest dialogues. And you know, the respect piece is huge, and that that's another reason I am a martial artist. I mean, I was the first woman in Canada to get my black belt in shoot wrestling, and I think for me, honor and respect are are foundational values. And so, I'd I'd like to approach a relationship with First Nations in Durham with great respect, um, exchanging, you know, ideas, culture, um, you know, a win-win solution. I mean, I've always worked in my business career for win-win-win outcomes. And that's what we really need to do is sit down, have open discussions. What are the issues? Um, how can we find win-win solutions for both? And certainly make sure everybody uh, focuses on our core health and prosperity. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll conclude part one here and with the promise of a part two, and we'll schedule that shortly. Um, uh, of course, more information and details uh, can be found on the um, People's Party of Canada uh, website, which is peoplespartyofcanada.ca. And yes. um, you can look that up. And, and uh, I always encourage people to go back to that core part of the platform uh, yes. and not not depend on on traditional media for their interpretation of, of what's going yes. on. And I'll add, if anyone wants to contact me, my website is triple uh, W. It's patriciaconlin.ca. You can follow me on Twitter 
LinkedIn, Facebook. And uh, if you have any questions about the platform or want to contact me by email, it's Patricia at patriciaconlin.ca. I'm in a really strategic riding uh, in Durham. I'm up against Aaron O'Toole, who is the leader of the opposition, as we all know. And uh, But I have huge growing support in Durham. So we're going to give it uh, a really good run here for PPC. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This, this interview will be available on Instagram and Facebook under the Exit 425 banner. It will also be available as a podcast under Studio 38 Audio's Exit 425, and portions will be incorporated into an episode of I'm Just a Political Idiot, Civics for Adults. Look up Studio 38 on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever podcast service you use. To Patricia and everyone listening, thanks again for joining me on Exit 425, current affairs information and education that goes where you want it to go. I'm Thank Steve you. Ray. Thank you. Thank you. I know. <laughs>